Has this ever happened to you? Your meditation practice, while it had been uh, very peaceful, enjoyable, equanimous for years, uh, suddenly doesn't feel so peaceful anymore. When you sit to meditate, your mind gets even more active or you start to feel some kind of bubbling fear or uh, restlessness or something that just feels off. And the more you try to relax into it, the more you try to uh, um, meditate yourself into some kind of peace, the worse it gets. So you get up and distract yourself. You uh, wait till later, meditate again later, and may or may not experience the same thing, but over time you've noticed your meditation gets uh, more uncomfortable. So what is happening here? Well, first of all, I'll say that this is not a terribly uncommon thing. Um, when we first start meditating often, we do it uh, to relax ourselves, to relax the body and the mind, and that's fine. Um, meditation has a role there for sure. But over time, what can happen is that you start to erode or dissolve some identity or identity barrier a barrier between what you take yourself to be or the usual cognitive space in which you reside and the deeper structures of your identity and even that uh, place where identity has never touched. So when we start to erode the boundaries between what we take ourselves to be and what is actually the case, it can be unsettling. We can start to feel like Things aren't so smooth, aren't so peaceful internally. Now, if this happens, it's okay. Not only is it okay, it's par for the course when it comes to the awakening process. As you've probably heard me say many times, the awakening process isn't all love and light and happy little bunnies and birdies. Um, it can be uh, really uh, disorienting at times. It can lead you to very intense fears at times. Shadow work, all of it, right? This is just part of how this goes. So what I would suggest if this starts to happen to you and you're interested in awakening, you've been reading about it, you've been engaging it um, in various ways, whether it's watching videos or longer periods of meditation or even retreats, then this is really good news. I've interacted with people many times who have gone through this and I often tell them, you know, when you start to come to this place, uh, you're in good territory. When you're in a place where you feel like you understand everything there is to know about awakening and spirituality and the process and the stages and you meditate, but really nothing's felt threatened, nothing's felt destabilized, then you're in a more um, intellectual phase of the process. But when that starts to break down, and you start to feel disoriented. You start to feel like you can't rely on your beliefs anymore about spirituality and awakening and Buddhism and all of it, including your beliefs about yourself, right? About your own identity, right? You can probably imagine how destabilizing that can feel. But again, this process is about penetrating the barrier of identity. So it can definitely feel destabilizing and that's okay. Yeah. So when this starts to happen, in my opinion and my experience, it's very important to start to learn to distinguish 
in a very direct way, in a very immediate way, what is a thought and what is not a thought. I have a recent video about this as well, but in this setting, the key to this is seeing that your mind will still try to trip you up here. In fact, it will try to trip you up more, right? When the ego gets threatened, the, the cognitive self, that which you take yourself to be, when that gets threatened, it starts to up the ante. It starts to use far more fearful thoughts, right? I'm gonna not be able to function. I'm gonna lose my sense of reality. I'm going to not be able to take care of my, my loved ones. I'm not gonna be able to, to you know, go to work. I'll uh, lose my mind. Like all of these very scary thoughts can pop up. And probably at least some of them will at some point along the path for everyone. So again, this is normal, but yeah, it can be unsettling when you're not used to that. When you're not used to both feeling some kind of ground coming out from under you, at the same time, your mind is telling you, don't go there, it's dangerous, right? If you keep going, you're gonna go crazy. You're gonna lose everything. You're gonna lose your mind, right? Now, you can see why here it's critical to understand what a thought is and what a thought isn't. Because if you believe the thought that says, I'm going to lose my mind if I let go any farther or if I meditate any longer, then your thoughts are in control, right? Clearly, your mind, your ego is in control and you'll be very fearful, but you'll also be looking through a very distorted lens. So what I often try to tell people when they get here is like, this is what you came for. You know, the gloves are off now, this is good news, but it's very important <laughs> to really be willing to discern a thought from what's not a thought. Even the most terrifying thoughts are still thoughts, right? Threatening thoughts, fearful thoughts, intensely doubtful thoughts. You know, we're often used to a kind of a blanket of self-doubt that's just kind of there all the time, weighing us down. It's not comfortable, but it's not acutely uncomfortable necessarily. But existential fear is acutely uncomfortable. It feels different than that. It feels very much like, do something now. It's acute. You're in crisis. Figure it out, sort it out, run away, whatever it is, right? But again, these are thoughts. When you see that these are thoughts, oh, that's just another thought, I can let that go. I might die as another thought. I might lose my mind as another thought. Then your attention is immediately released to something vast. Something that's not touched by any thought, fearful or otherwise. Good thoughts, bad thoughts, real thoughts, unreal thoughts, rational thoughts, irrational thoughts. They don't matter, they're just thoughts. You've come to penetrate this barrier of identity, of what you've taken yourself to be. You're playing the biggest game you can play, period. And it's not a dramatic statement, it's just the truth. So again, this can be surprising to some people how um, daunting this phase can be, but it's okay, it's just a phase. And these are just thoughts. So what's beyond those thoughts? What has never been touched by a thought? What is so primary and obvious, unmoving, untouchable, imperturbable, that the most terrifying thought can move through and it's just not even rustled at all? Doesn't move, doesn't recoil. That's where you go. And it's where you never left but remain alert, be willing to feel 
because the surrogate of these thoughts, or not the surrogate, but I should say the root of these thoughts, these fearful thoughts, is a physical sensation. It's your body just responding to the moment. It's energetic. So it's okay to notice, well, yeah, my heart rate's up. I feel some uh, sort of contraction maybe in the body or the body wants to respond. I feel some energy moving in, in, in ways I'm not used to, but that's okay. There's no need to grab onto thoughts. I don't need to analyze why it is, where I'm going, what happened, what went right, what went wrong. No, those are thoughts. But there's something here that's not a thought. It's not a thing. You don't need to define it. It accommodates thoughts. It's aware of thoughts in some sense, but it's not moved by thoughts. In one sense, I could say, because thoughts form within it. It's like a lens that transmits light doesn't really care the quality or color of the light transmitting through it. It accommodates it perfectly. This is how consciousness accommodates any thought movement, any sense of self. None of, none of that's real, though. None of those textures of thought, those textures of contraction in consciousness are fundamentally real. They're not fundamentally there. They're momentary movements. So then, notice what's always here, unmoving, has never changed. It's always been there. What was your face before your parents were born? No logical answer is going to get you there. But writing out the storm, recognizing the nature of thought, and just moving beyond it by not doing, not grasping, not pushing or pulling, not believing a single thought, then you'll find out you're already there. <laughs>